handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Today, the topic of this conversation, based off of the most recent news of the Colts finding their quarterback one for the 2021 season, potentially more than that, we're going to talk about five reasons why Carson Wentz will thrive with the Indianapolis Colts. So, Andrew Thomason is with me again. Andrew, give me your thoughts. I don't think I we talked a little bit about the Carson Wentz trade. Give me your thoughts again on this trade with the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I think it has a chance to be a home run. And we'll get into, you know, more specifically why we think so. Yeah. But for me, it's just it's good. It kind of goes back to what I said earlier. To me, he needed a change of scenery. It's just it just it wasn't working in Philadelphia. And the Colts didn't give up much in terms of compensation. And I think that uh, reuniting Carson Woods with Frank Reich has a chance to pay major dividends for this Colts team moving mm -hmm. forward. Yeah, and if you somehow missed it, the compensation that was given up that Andrew mentioned, the Colts gave up a third-round pick in this 2021 draft, and in the next year's draft, a second that could turn into a first, depending on a few stipulations there. That's what they give up to acquire Carson Wentz, a 28-year-old quarterback. Let's start with the first reason why we feel like he will thrive in Indianapolis. you got to point to probably the whole reason this trade even happened. Frank Reich, the Colts head coach, right? He had a relationship with Carson Wentz when he was the Eagles offensive coordinator back in Philadelphia years ago when they went to the Super Bowl and, and stuff like that. And, you know, when he was with the Eagles, especially that 2017 season, Carson Wentz played by far his best season of his career, right, before going down with that injury. In 13 games, he threw for almost 3,300 yards, just a few yards short, 33 touchdowns against only seven interceptions. So Carson Wentz was on an MVP type of season before going down with that injury. Uh, Andrew, talk to me about the Frank Reich connection and how you believe could potentially be a really good marriage there between Reich and Carson Wentz. Well, I mean, you mentioned it with that 2017 season and just how special that was, the kind of numbers that Wentz put up under Reich uh, in 2017. You said, you know, yourself, that was an MVP caliber season prior to him tearing his ACL. But there, there's another interesting sort of avenue that I think needs to be mentioned, and that's their their religious beliefs. I think that they both are very solid uh, Christian individuals, and I think that because they share that same belief, um, it makes it easier for them to get along from a personal standpoint. And that is something that I don't think Carson Wentz possibly had in Philadelphia, is that individual that can't just or that an individual, rather, that can relate to them from more than just an on-field quarterback perspective, somebody that can relate to him off the field, personal life. And so I think that's a, an interesting avenue of it as well. Yeah, I mean, we saw that with DeForest Buckner, right? DeForest Buckner got baptized this last offseason, this last season, and Frank Reich was like, they made a great connection there. And so I agree. I think Frank Reich uh, can make those connections with guys like a guy like Carson Wentz. I think that's a big reason. I mean, you know, beyond just the quarterback that Carson Wentz is, yeah, I do think that they have a very strong 
relationship outside of football as well. So I agree with you. And, you know, you look at some of the better quarterback coach combinations, right? For the most part, they have a pretty good relationship off the field, right? They're, they're, they're pretty good friends off the field. And this is a real, I think that's why it's exciting because it's like, yeah, you know, you hope he could get the most out of him as a quarterback, but like, even as like in his mental state, right? Because we know like coming from a toxic place, it can be hard sometimes to get your mind right, right? It'll take some time where you need to heal, you need to decompress. And if you have a guy like that, who's now going to be your head coach, I mean, that, that'll just do worlds of difference for Carson Wentz in his mind and getting back to where he has been in the past from a mental state. So I definitely agree with you there. I think there's a lot of things, yes, on the field, but also off the field that could help Carson Wentz get right and get back to where he was in 2017 or somewhere near that. All right, let's talk about number two, just simply a fresh start. I think that's huge for a guy like Carson Wentz, right? And I'll start here by talking about the expectations. So from a couple different avenues here that we talk about, Andrew. So first off, talking about the compensation the Colts gave up, it wasn't anything extraordinary, right? At the most, it's a it's a third-round pick this year and a first-round pick next year. I mean, when you're looking for a franchise quarterback in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that much to give up. Uh, and, you know, just from an expectation standpoint from, from Colts fans, right? The expectations are so much different than they were, you know, say, for, with the Eagles. Because, you know, you look at it, 2016, he was the second overall pick by the Philadelphia Eagles. There is a ton of pressure that comes with that. And I feel like Carson Wentz just felt that pressure so much. And, you know, there is so much pressure with that. And now coming to the Indianapolis Colts, the pressure's like not off, obviously, because you're still a pro. But I think it's very, very much more minimalized here because the expectations are so much more lower. And I think that could potentially help a guy like Carson Wentz get back to where he is because nobody's placing those expectations on his head right away like he has to be an MVP type of player right away what are your thoughts on that one well for me I think if if I'm Carson Wentz and I get the call from Howie Roseman uh from the owner and they say hey we just traded you to the Indianapolis Colts I'm doing two things I'm taking a huge sigh of relief and I just feel like this boulder has been lifted off of my shoulder and for Carson Wentz I think that's exactly uh how he feels it was reported, I think, just a couple of weeks ago that he was unhappy in Philadelphia and that regardless of the Doug Peterson firing, uh, that um, he just wasn't happy. And so the Eagles, given their actions, you know, taking Jalen Hurts in the second round, benching Carson Wentz, granted, for good reasons because he was bad last year. Let's not sugarcoat that. Right. I think he sort of felt, you know, that he didn't belong. Really, I just, I mean, it's like you said, it's its a fresh start. There aren't as high of expectations. Yes, you're expected to perform to a certain level, uh, but you said the compensation that the Colts gave up a third-round pick and a conditional second, which could turn into a first, uh, isn't too bad when you're looking for a franchise quarterback. And I'll say this too, Cody, in regards to the compensation, they gave up a third-round pick and a conditional second-round pick, which turns into a first. And if you're a Colts fan, you would hope that it turns into a first-round pick. Because if it stays at a second-round pick, given the conditions, which he has to play 75% of the offensive snaps, and the, and the Colts have to make the playoffs, excuse me. So if neither of those two things happen, for whatever reason, then yes, it turns into a second-round pick, but now you have another – I mean, now you're back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. You're back where you started, potentially. Now, maybe this is more of a two-year thing instead of a one-year thing, but if Carson Wentz doesn't work out and he doesn't perform well, 
given everything that we're going to talk about, then sure it goes to that second round pick. But like I said, if we're if you're a Colts fan, you want it to go to that first round pick because that means he's performing at an adequate enough level to move the Colts forward and get them into the playoffs. Yeah. No, I totally understand that. I, I I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's weird to like wish that you give away a higher pick, but I'm like, man, at the end of the day, if Carson Wentz can perform like he did a few years ago, even like in 2018, like if he, if he can perform to that level where he is not nothing spectacular, right? But it's above average quarterback, right? If he can, if he can be as good, if maybe even a little bit better than Phillip Rivers, I mean, you'll take that all day. You won't mind giving up a late first round pick because you will be picking in the later rounds if he performs that well. The team's too good to not be that you know to not do that so I definitely agree with you there I I am right there with you on that for Carson Wentz I think it just is a good fresh start from him um like you said organization that they kind of showed their cards a little bit this last draft when they took Jalen Hurts as early as they did so uh, I think it's just good for both sides to mutually part ways here and and for Carson Wentz to get a new start with a coach that he's very familiar with and uh, I definitely agree with you there all right the third point we have here it's just simply the offensive players that are going to be around Carson Wentz. I mean, you looked at Philadelphia's team last year. I mean, injuries upon injuries, so their offensive line, their wide receivers to about every single position. And Carson Wentz paid the price for it. I mean, he got sacked 50 times this last year. I mean, that's that's nothing to, to just not really notice, right? People always talk about that and, and kind of say, oh, Carson Wentz was terrible, which was true. Like we said, we're not going to sugarcoat it. But the team around him was equally as terrible. Right, he didn't have help when he needed it. I mean, he was making guys like Travis Fulgham just look like elite receivers at certain points, and that's what good quarterbacks do. So, you know, despite not a great season from him, he still was elevating certain players. I think, and that that's something that you definitely can't just ignore as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the you know, the Colts off the Colts offensive situation compared to the Eagles this past season? Oh, it's miles ahead of where, where Philadelphia is at right now, Cody. It's not even close. Um, you look at the the situation with the receivers, as you mentioned. Philadelphia had vast injuries to their receiving core two seasons in a row. Personally, I've never seen anything like it. Like, I can understand maybe one season having some bad luck with some injuries. It happens. It's part of the NFL. It's part of having to adapt and what have you. But two seasons in a row, that to me is a little bit – concerning. Uh, and as you mentioned, Carson Wentz paid the price for it because he didn't have the necessary pieces to be able to play uh, at a at a elite level. And I think he gets that here in Indianapolis. You look at Jack Doyle, uh, Mo Ali Cox. You look at if they potentially bring back Trey Burton, Zach Pascal, if they bring back T.Y. Hill, Michael Pittman Jr. is a rising star. Jonathan Taylor in the back, that potentially if they bring back Marlon Mack. And even if they don't bring back some of these guys that are that are free agents and they bring in some more pieces or, or another piece, I should say, uh, like an Allen Robinson or like a Kenny Galladay. I mean, you, you I, I, I wrote about this earlier for, uh, for Stampede Blue. You, you've got all the pieces that you need from an offensive standpoint. You have no excuses now. You have the the offensive line. You have the weapons. You have the running back. You have the coach, as we mentioned. The, to me, there there are no excuses. You either perform or you don't. And in my opinion, 
uh, your career was over because I don't think if it, if it doesn't work in Indianapolis, I don't think it's going to work anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to say that Frank Rice gotten pretty much the most that he could get out of all the quarterbacks he's been given. I mean, Andrew Luck had one of his better seasons when he came back and played under Reich. Kobe Brissett for, for all that you would say about him. I mean, he still wasn't terrible. I felt like he got pretty much the most you could get out of him. Phillip Rivers the same way. He came out of 2019 with 20 interceptions, turns it around, cuts it down by nine and has a pretty solid season. Now it's not an MVP type season, but it's a pretty solid season for considering how, you know, the age that he was at and going to a new offense and all that stuff. I think that Frank Reich has done a really good job at getting the most out of these players. So you're right. If, if you can't succeed in Indianapolis where you really have pretty much all the pieces that you need as a quarterback, right? We just, we would look at maybe left tackle as a need for sure, but quarterback was a big glaring need here on offense. So if you can't succeed here, it's probably less on Indianapolis and more on you as a player. So there's certainly a great opportunity with the weapons around him for him to succeed and get back to some of that form that we saw earlier on in his career before that ACL injury. So the next point I want to make, the number four point I want to make is just the defense as well, right? You talk about the offense, all the pieces around it. How about the Colts defense? The Colts defense, in my opinion, top 10 defense. I mean, they, they were performing really, really well in certain points. So you're not going to have to be playing a hero ball all the time if you're Carson Wentz, dropping 40 points each game type of thing. Uh, your defense is going to keep you in games and potentially win you games. We saw them do that multiple times last year. Um, and even if your defense has an off day, right, you know, it's, we, we just know that the Colts defense is, is a very good unit. I mean, I feel like they still need to take some strides to become one of the better units in the league, like a top five unit. But they're still a very solid unit, and you can win with that. You can win with a very solid defense if your quarterback and your offense is humming. So I think from that standpoint, compared to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Colts defense, talk about their offense, their defense is leaps and bounds probably better than the Philadelphia Eagles as well. What are your What's your take on that one? Oh, no question. I mean, Philadelphia has some nice pieces. Darius Slay is a very, uh, a very solid corner. Uh, Fletcher Cox is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. So make no mistake, they have a couple of nice pieces um, but as you said, it, the Colts defense is leaps and bounds better, and it's not even close. I mean, Grover Stewart is a rising star. DeForest Buckner is an all-pro. Julian Blackman, even though he didn't get any votes for Defensive Rookie of the Year, he should have because uh, he was absolutely phenomenal for the Colts last season. Um, Kari Willis, a fourth-round pick out of Michigan State from two years ago, I believe, is mm -hmm. a rising star. They have some questions at corner uh, in regards to what they are going to possibly do with Xavier Rhodes, whether or not they're going to bring him back. Rocky scene was a little bit of a liability last year for the team. So looking for him to improve going into this upcoming season. Uh, and then if you bring back TJ Carey, I know you mentioned it on, on earlier podcasts as well, that he was a better piece than I think uh, we expected him to be given, you know, Rocky Sin's play and other factors as well. So I think they have a, a few question marks at corner, but overall, um, and I completely forgot about their linebackers probably the heart and soul of that defense, uh, Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker, and Bobby Okariki. I'd say it's the best linebacking tandem in the entire NFL, uh, personally. It's just leaps and bounds better than Philadelphia as an entire defense. And then you just look at the individual pieces, as I just mentioned, and those are all they're, – they're also, you know, leaps and bounds better. It's just – it's a better overall defense. And like you said, Cody, Carson Wentz isn't going to have to play hero ball because your defense isn't going to keep you in games. Absolutely. Oh, I for sure agree. And, uh, you know, Carson Wentz also like this is something that I've said a couple times already uh, when, you know, when I've recorded and talked about Carson Wentz in the last couple videos 
is like Carson Wentz is going to give you such a more opportunity to do so much more with your offense. I mean, because let's face it, Phillip Rivers was immobile. He was a statue back there. We all knew that was going to happen. Carson Wentz is not. I mean, looking at the numbers strictly from when they were both drafted, it's very eerily similar in certain ways to Andrew Luck in a lot of ways. Like the 40 time, the, the height, the weight, all that stuff. It's kind of interesting how Carson Wentz, from a physical standpoint, don't get me wrong, I am not saying Carson Wentz is Andrew Luck, but from a physical standpoint, he is everything you want in a franchise quarterback. I mean, everything you want in a franchise quarterback. So for me, it's like, man, that that is just so exciting But to potentially have a guy like that. You know, your offense was really, really good in 2020. How much better could it be with a quarterback and an athlete like a Carson Wentz? It's, it's very intriguing to me, but let's move on to our fifth and final point here, and that would be just having an organization that is 100% behind you and 100% has your back. Now, we were talking with uh, RB, the Eagles guy, Eagles YouTuber, and he he mentioned something I thought was interesting about the Eagles and Carson Wentz, Wentz's relationship. He said, you know, I never felt like the Eagles 100% had Carson Wentz's back. Right? There was always another quarterback looking over his shoulder, whether that was Nick Foles, whether that was Jalen Hurts Right, this last season. He felt like I never felt like they fully like committed to Carson Wentz and backed him up. So saying that, the Indianapolis Colts, I don't, I don't sense anything where, you know, yeah, I know that it's a little bit of a risk bringing him in. And he's going to actually, obviously, going to have to compete for that starting spot, no question about it. But the thing is, if he wins the starting spot, the Colts are going to 100% back him. I mean, you even saw all the Colts players reaching out on Twitter to welcome him to Indianapolis. That's just the type of team that they have, the type of locker room that they have, the type of guys they have on their roster. They're committed to their guy. And that's just something I don't think Carson Wentz has had before. So I think just having that and knowing, yeah, we have your back, that could be huge, man, for him, just in his confidence and just – as a player for, you know, physically, mentally, all that stuff, I think it could be big for him. Oh, without question, it's it's huge. It's one of the things that we had mentioned just briefly at the beginning. This boulder, in my opinion, has been lifted off of Carson Wentz. This boulder that has been engraved with all of these different things from the Philadelphia fans because, you know, uh, with all due respect to them, they are some of the most uh, passionate fans in the entire NFL. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way at all, but they are very passionate and they, they have, a, let me put it this way. They have very, very high expectations of all players. And especially if you're the number two overall pick, they expect you to come in as a quarterback and succeed and succeed in an elite level and on a consistent level. Uh, and they weren't getting that with Carson Wentz these last couple of seasons, particularly in 2020, which is how we ended up where we are now. But as far as going to a team that believes in you, I mean, you said it, Cody. That's just it, it's it can't be understated because you know, you mentioned it. Carson Wentz was living in the shadow of Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts for the last two or three years. He goes down with an ACL injury in 2017. Here comes Nick Foles and wins Philadelphia their first championship in franchise history, something that they could seemingly never do. And like I said, Carson Wentz goes down and Nick Foles just comes in and puts on this Superman cape and just plays some of the most incredible playoff football I've ever seen a quarterback play in the last decade and wins Philadelphia their first championship ever. And Carson Wentz 
may have been thinking, you know, hey, that that could be me. You know, that I, I could have been the one that that hmm. provided Philadelphia with their first championship, but it obviously didn't work out that way. And then you go and you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Like you said, they showed their cards a bit. How can you pay a quarterback a uh, uh, king's ransom? Uh, you know, five year, hundred and twenty, whatever it was, million dollar deal, and then the following draft. Draft a quarterback in the second round. You're sending <laughs> right. mixed signals to your quarterback at that point. Yeah. Your quarterback already has, from my from from what I can gather, and, and I don't know this. For sure, I don't know this for sure. This is just a complete guess. I want to make that clear. But from what I can gather, from what I've seen, he's probably already struggling from a uh, psychological standpoint, possibly oh, yeah. because of the whole Nick Foles situation. I mean, now yeah. he has to live up to that standard. There's a mm-hmm. new standard that was set for Carson Wentz when he came back from that injury. Now I have to go win a Super Bowl myself because yeah. here's this Nick Foles guy who won a championship instead of me. So now I feel like I've got to go prove myself and win a championship for the city of Philadelphia. And then, like I said, you have the Jalen Hurts situation. I mean, if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm thinking, what the heck are we doing? You just came <laughs> in all this money and you're expecting me to take the next step. I've shown you that I can be semi-productive, 27 touchdowns, seven picks in 2019, and I can't remember the numbers from 2018, but they weren't all that bad either. They were B2B plus numbers. And then you go and draft Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's crazy to me, Cody. I mean, you you don't pay a quarterback all of that money and then immediately turn around and draft another quarterback in the second round. Because then right. you end up with where you're at now, trading mm-hmm. him for packing peanuts. Because you have no other option because he's in a place where he doesn't feel welcome. He doesn't feel loved. He doesn't feel supported. So the supporting cast is absolute garbage. And you're not doing anything as an organization to better that. So he's like, well, forget this. I'm going to go somewhere else that that actually provides me with the opportunity to be successful long term. And that's exactly what he did. Hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we can we don't think about players as people, right? I mean, these are people at the end of the day, right? They have emotions, they have feelings. They can they can get to these spots where we are, are you know, can be all the time, right? They can get to these spots where they feel sad, they feel upset, they feel depressed, whatever it is. They're human beings just like we're human beings. And so, I think potentially that could have been something where he struggled with mental health a little bit. I mean, I I know I would struggle with that. Like if that was a situation in my job, I don't blame him one bit, man. Coming from a toxic, I you know I said this before. I came from a very uh, toxic job at one point, right? And I know it impacted my mental health. I know it did. And you know, going to this new job where it was very much a healthy organization, it completely changed everything. And now you know I'm back to where I need to be and want to be. And so I'm not saying that's going to happen with Carson Wentz in terms of a football player, but just from a health standpoint, the Indianapolis Colts are a much much healthier option for Carson Wentz. And in my opinion, and in your opinion, Andrew, the best fit for Carson Wentz because he can get back to maybe physically, he can get back to where he was, but even mentally, that'll go a long way. That's something that people I don't think are talking about enough. The mental health of Carson Wentz could potentially be majorly improved with an organization like Indianapolis, knowing, hey, if I work hard, these guys are going to have my back. I definitely agree with you there. Without question. Alrighty, guys, that'll do it for our thoughts on why we think Carson Wentz will succeed with the Indianapolis Colts. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Are there any other points that we didn't bring up or maybe some points you wanted to add on to that you think potentially 
could work and, and, and maybe make this happen. Do you think any of our points are valid? And if you don't, I'd love to hear your thoughts on why you think potentially he won't succeed. I would love to hear that too, because I know this is a very controversial topic, controversial player. Some Colts fans are very much split on this guy, right? 50 are like, I would say probably like 60% are pretty, are okay with it. And about 40% are about are probably like no, I don't like this trade. Probably more people will come around as the offseason progresses, and if Carson Wentz starts to play better um, this next season, I think that'll happen. But all right, guys, that'll do it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on again, my friend, and thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate all your support. We're getting closer to six thousand subscribers. We're right on knocking on the door. We're right there. So we always appreciate all your support. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and as always. Go Colts.